When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cups Podcast. And the big news today, guys, we have huge news. Huge news. I have entered my iPad era. Credit to me. Credit to me. That's the big news, folks. I have entered my iPad era. Credit to me. Credit to me for acknowledging Taylor Swift's stupid uh, phrases. Um, Other than that, I have nothing for you. There's no Cubs news. (laughs) Uh, I've not, I've not uh, entered my iPad era, but I did tell Cody that I got a good deal on the Studio Beats. The oh, yes. Headphones. Yes. Um, so I couldn't pass that one up, so I've entered my Beats. I've re-entered my Beats era, actually, because okay. it's been a while since I had them. Look at us. Re-entered. He's got new headphones. Era. I got new technology to to do the to follow the show so I can leave my computer at home. That's the main reason I got this iPad, to be honest with you. Um, that was a fun way to start the show. Hello, everyone. Hit the like button. <laughs> Hit the like button, please. Uh, it is Thursday. The sun is out in 40 degrees in Chicago in November. I'll take that every day of the week. It was almost 50 All at right? one point today. Like three days ago, I was freezing yeah. my ass off coming here, and now it's perfect fall weather again. 40 degrees, hoodie weather. Oh, yeah. You know, you got a little sunshine. The leaves all change colors basically off the trees now. Um, yeah, Chris... Chris, our friend Chris Pagaro mm-hmm. said, did we sign Shohei yet? Uh, unfortunately, the Cubs did not sign Shohei Otani. Greg Braggs is upset because yes. he wanted that for his birthday present. So. And he blames me for yeah, not getting Cody it Yeah, he blames Cody for it. Credit uh, to me for taking the blame. Uh-huh, yeah. So. yeah. Gary says there is Cubs news. I guess we should, we should talk about it <laughs> for the third day in a row. The big news? The big news. Uh, what that? That uh, Bruce Levine tweeted about Glass now perhaps actually being like confirming the confirming conversations, talks. confirming yeah. talks. Yeah, I mean we've we've obviously talked about Glass now all week and how he fits and you know <laughs> talks make sense. Talk, but also talks are just talks, right? Like just because they're talking doesn't mean they're going to get him. But yeah, like we've said all week, the the fit makes sense. There's a there's, there. To get even the $25 million, mm-hmm. which is a large sum of money, don't get me wrong, but a team with a lot of caps or a lot of space underneath the luxury tax, um, a one-year contract on a pitcher who is a, bit, is, a, is a bit of a gamble, but you could get a really, really good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Like you could get, like we see, again, we've seen Tyler Glasnow at his, at his healthiest, at his best, and he's a really good pitcher. 
he's different than what the Cubs have in the rotation now. You take a gamble on it, but you're also you have potential to have a really, really good starting pitcher to pair with Justin Steele at the top of that rotation. And you're not. I don't. I don't look at a package that they would have to give up for him as mortgaging the future because I don't think they're going to have to give up like their top top prospects. Maybe you give up. Um, I don't know. Like, like we, we talked about, like was Nesky up there? Maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't know what a package would look like, but I don't think you're giving up top top prospects. Yep. Um, so I don't I don't look at trading for him as as mortgaging really any of your future. Maybe a couple contributors potentially, but not your future of your franchise. And you're not you're not lock, locked in for long term money. Mm-hmm. It's one year. So I yes, Bruce Levine confirmed talks about Tyler Glasnow is happening makes sense. It would make sense for the Cubs to really be interested in him. It would make sense for the Cubs to get him. But at this point, talks are talks, right? And that's kind of what we've discussed. Like until something actually happens, talks are just talks at this point. For sure. And I didn't, nothing against Bruce. I didn't need him to confirm that the talks were real. I think Morosi tweeting it alone is enough for me to believe that the talks are real. Uh, But... As we talked about this week, I think we talked about it on Monday a little bit, the most, that it makes a lot of sense for the Cubs because, like you said, you're not giving up a ton for him. You're not you're not selling off uh, major prospect capital or anything like that, and it's for one year. And you, you're it's almost in some ways similar to to Cody Bellinger last year, except I do think there's a little bit more not only upside, but more certainty. Because mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger coming into last season was awful for two years prior. Tyler, Tyler Glasnow's entire issue has just been health. So if, yeah. And he's coming off a season where he pitched the most innings of his career and pitched the most starts of his career. And he's going to be going into a walk year, and you don't have to give up a ton for him. I'm willing to roll the dice on that. And yeah. obviously it's not going to be the only move they make. So... I'm, again, I'm all for it, and we'll see what happens. I would love for it to happen before we go to the winter meetings next week. Yeah, give us a, another day to talk about Tyler Glass now this week, right? <laughs> right. Uh, no, but I, I do like the point you made is that Cody Bellinger, like injuries definitely played a part in the two years prior to this past season, like yeah. his underperformance. Like injuries certainly factored into that, but when he – was playing, it wasn't good, right? Mm-hmm. Like Tyler Glasnow, yeah, he's been injured too, but when he was healthy enough to play, he's been really good. Like mm-hmm. So I think there, that's a good point you're making is that with Cody Bellinger, there was just a little more uncertainty because he was healthy enough to play but wasn't playing well. With Glasnow, yes, there's uncertainty because he gets injured like every year pretty much. Like He's, he's, he's dealt with injuries pretty much his entire career. Mm-hmm. But when he is healthy enough to play, you see it. You see how good he is when he's healthy. And I, that's why, I like, when we're talking about the gamble, we loved the gamble on, on Cody Bellinger. We thought that was exactly what the Cubs should do is go out and, and bet on Cody Bellinger to have a bounce-back season. I, I think they should go out and bet on Tyler Glasnow to have a bounce-back season. I think – It's not even really a bounce-back. It's not even a bounce-back, right? Yeah, but it's like a <laughs> just a productive, efficient yeah. season. I, I mean – He's got a lot to prove if he wants to get yeah. paid a lot of money. Yeah. I'm willing to take a chance on it yeah. for one year. And yeah, I said this gamble. on Monday or Tuesday. Is it a gamble that he's probably going to get hurt? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but you can say that about all a, a, lot, of guys. a lot of guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading the chat a little bit, and it's obviously it's always all over the place. 
A lot of people saying that the Cubs are being cheap. I don't understand. Is it just because nothing's happened yet? The offseason is young, folks. Winter meetings haven't happened yet. Yeah. Don't give up hope. No one thought the Cubs were going to do anything last offseason, and they signed Bellinger, and they signed Swanson, and they signed Tyone. All right? At the winter – well, Bellinger um, and Tyone, both of the winter meetings – and Swanson not too long after that. Right. Maybe a week right. or so after that. Most so. of the big moves happened in December, right? Yeah. Like, there's... You got to be patient. I understand, yeah. like, the, the anxiety that it yeah. brings, and it makes you want to be negative. I well, see you, Godfather. But it's always but, funny because when you compare it... time, like... You compare it to the early. other... You compare it to the other off-seasons, like, in other sports, like NFL and NBA. For yeah. Sure. They get their top players annoying. signed pretty quickly, and maybe that affects fans who follow multiple sports like why isn't the baseball count why is the baseball calendar moving slow yeah that's just how it goes man like mm-hmm. like have we seen any i mean aaron Nola is the biggest signing so far but he just re-signed with his team it's not All like right. he had his big uh you know free agent i don't know meetings or whatever with all these teams and then went somewhere else like he just re-signed with his team pretty quickly but that's the biggest that's still the biggest one this year so it's not like the cubs are the only ones not going out and getting anyone like some other teams have gotten maybe a little more under the radar signings, lower tier signings, roster mm-hmm. marginal player type signings, but like nothing big has happened right. yet. So when there were some moves made last night yeah. with the Mets signed uh, Joey, Joey Wendell. Wendell, I think the Braves signed a reliever. The Reds just made yeah. a signing this morning for uh, Nick Martinez. Martinez. They are all small moves. Um, yeah. It's nothing major. Like, Sonny Gray was, a, I guess, a big signing the other day in St. Louis, but, like, he's not yeah. he's, he's not an ace, right? Shall, shall we, Gray. we can use that as a transition yeah. if you want. Sure. Um, so I was reading Ken Rosenthal's notes uh, that he put out this morning, um, and then he, was, he mentioned uh, Dylan <laughs> Cease, uh, former Cubs prospect who is now in the White Sox, uh, part of the Quintana trade, as we all remember. Uh, and it says that the card. He said in there that the Cardinals are interested in trading for Dylan Cease, twenty-eight years old, two years left to control. Um, do I believe that those are real? I mean, if Ken Rosenthal is saying it, sure, yeah. Uh, how do I feel about it? Well, he was really good two years ago when he was in finished up what a Cy Young candidate or Cy Young finalist, second in Cy Young yeah, yeah. Cy, Cy Young voting uh, two years ago. Um, and then last year kind of fell off. You, maybe you want to – you can say the White Sox defense was bad. Their entire team was bad. How much does that go into Dylan Cease? I don't know. All I know is that his his one biggest problem that he's always had is he walks too many guys. He doesn't really go deep into games a lot just because he does throw way too many pitches. And I don't have his fan graphs up on, on my app my iPad right now to really confirm that but that based off the eye test of when I've watched him pitch his good starts are whenever he's getting a ton of strikeouts and is able to get quicker outs and his bad starts are when he's going four or five Mm -hmm. innings still getting a ton of strikeouts but he walks too many guys Mm -hmm. so to bring it back around, do would would it make the Cardinals better uh, on paper? Yes, uh, and I think the rotation obviously needs another guy like that because Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson cannot possibly be some, some two guys that the Cardinals can rely on. You now. say that now. It, <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> I, most homers in twenty twenty three, the most hits in twenty twenty three. That's all I got to say. Both going to be but Cyan candidates next that year. Probably because I said it, yes. And yeah. we can all blame me whenever it happens. But at this point in, this, at this point in the offseason, I think we all know that they 
you know, signing Sonny Gray was a, a move they needed to make. And if they were to trade for a guy like Dylan Cease, it would be honestly it would be a very um, honestly, it'd be a very Cardinals move going after a small market team or a team that acts like a small market team that shouldn't be a small market team uh, and poaching a guy that's, you know, p- potentially entering their prime uh, and probably going to trade absolutely nothing for him uh, based off what, how we see the Cardinals make trades. Uh, I, I hope the White Sox aren't that dumb. I, they can absolutely get a ton for a guy like Dylan Cease, and mm-hmm. the Cardinals have a you know a good enough farm system uh, and good enough major league talent uh, to move some guys to where the White Sox could probably get some guys ready to play <laughs> now next season for him. So uh, to me, it, on the on the the basis alone, it makes sense that the Cardinals are interested because they have the guys that can move to get a guy like Dylan Cease. Uh, but. I just I don't know how to feel about Dylan Cease. Like obviously there's yeah. a ton of upside and he strikes out a lot of dudes, but we've seen a lot of we've see, obviously seen a lot of good and then there's also been some some just like bad that makes you scratch your head to like why he hasn't just been consistent. In my opinion, and again, this isn't me saying that he's bad or that he's not worth a huge haul. I I just don't know how well he I don't know what his future projects. Yeah. Oh, well, and this is like I said the other day with the glass on trade. Like I'm not good at projecting <laughs> trades and what a package would actually look like. Like I, I don't have any information on that. But he is a guy. Yeah, what was it? What do you say it was? It was like a runner up in the Cy Young or third Two, place. In yeah, Cy like Young? in 2022. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Run, was it runner up? I believe it was runner up yeah. behind Verlander. I think so. Um, I, well, he had a great year. I remember right. that. Um, I bet he, on him to win Cy Young. Yeah. So I, I and I came close. Yeah. So he. Has obviously pitched well historically in the past, and he has two more years of club control, 2024 and 2025. So that's that adds another little layer on it. Like it's not a one year thing. Like he got another year of control on him because um, he's not uh, eligible to be a free agent until 2026. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that package would look like for Cease. It. it it kind of goes back to what we talked about with like Otani last year or even Soto last year. Like yeah. at the time having multiple years of control meant that you didn't necessarily have to trade them if you weren't getting the kind of offers you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like the White Sox could still trade him at the trade deadline next year or next offseason, right? Like they have the control of them so they can do that. Mm-hmm. Is it always the best option? Potentially not because you don't know what's going to happen in the next year. He right. Injuries happen, underperformance happens. So you kind of have to pick your battles in that yeah. way. Um, but the Sox obviously don't have to trade Dylan Cease like immediately. There's no, unless they're, unless they're getting the package that they really want or a package that really sways them in that way, they don't necessarily have to trade Dylan Cease. So whether it's the Cardinals or whoever, um, I think it's more on them to provide a package that the Sox like and are willing to accept for Dylan Cease more than the Sox mm-hmm. um, need to push Dylan Cease out. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think it's on the other teams that are trying to get yeah. him. There's a like part of this rumor is that the, I think Chris gets the GM for the White Sox basically said something along the lines of they, is they want to wait for free agents to come off the board too. So I sure. don't, I don't see this move happening at the, like, or at least at the beginning of the winter meetings, maybe at the end of next week. Um, but maybe I would think more so you know, sometime in the middle of December, uh, something like that. I, 
I guess the thing for me when it comes to the White Sox and Dylan Cease, and I guess I would need to talk to Sean and Herb and, and probably Vinny a little bit more about this, is like I, I don't know. Like I, I still don't understand the direction that they're doing. Like mm. they were they were in their winning window. They're supposed to be in their winning window last year, and they lost 100 games. They sold off a bunch of dudes, and they have one of the most dynamic center fielders in baseball getting paid absolutely nothing. I, I, I don't know how you can go like how you can fathom like quote unquote completely rebuilding and not trading Luis Robert who's not on the trade market so in some ways I'm like I think the White Sox and knowing how Jerry works they want to be competitive but you know they're not going to spend the money yeah. to actually <laughs> go from a hundred loss team to you know, a, a competitor, but they play in such a bad division. So I, it, it's like, I don't, I don't understand what they're doing. Like that's, that's kind of yeah. my point. And so it brings me back to, yeah, they could get an absolute haul for Dylan Cease, but also it's not like you're playing in the AL East or the AL West mm-hmm. and you, like you, you're just wasting away years of an MVP caliber player like Luis Robert. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's just me looking at it from the outside looking in. Like, to me, the White Sox should be trying to completely fix this shit. Because, again, they're supposed to be in, in their winning window. And they're they I think they're that's awful. closed. <laughs> I think yeah. it's closed by now. For sure. Um, it feels like it's closed. Which is why they're, you know, they, they let go of Luke Giolito. Did they, mm-hmm. can't remember if they waived or traded Lance Lynn I believe they, next year. they traded Lance Lynn to the Dodgers. and they so the tra- trade? It was yeah. the DFA. And they tra- and they, no, they traded him. Okay. And they, and they traded uh, Giolito to the Angels. I believe yeah, it yeah, was yeah, a trade. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're they right. were able to make some decent <clears throat> trades at the deadline. Yeah, last but year. I, but that's why like a lot of these guys that they thought they were relying on, they ended up getting rid of them because it's now. Yeah. I think that window's closed. But right. um, I, again, my whole thought process is like, man, y'all really gonna waste all these years of yeah. cheap Luis Robert like, and can, go can, into a full-on rebuild? Can you <laughs> turn it around quickly? Is I guess a big question for them. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I it'd feel like they'd turn it around quicker if they kept Dylan Cease, but at the same time, organizationally, their farm system isn't very good. Yeah, do you do you move a guy like Cease and try and build with what you got and use whatever you get back for Cease yeah. as a way to turn it around quicker? Well, I think you can compare it to the Cubs in twenty one, right? Like, yeah, you know, they it was a year after they were a playoff team and granted that was the 2020 season mm-hmm. um but they still had that core of players right could they have kept Rizzo or kept Brian or like could they have kept one of them and tried to like quickly turn things around and, and with whatever sure but they did end up deciding to go all in on you know just just hit the reset button is mm-hmm. what Jed wanted to do that's what he did he made the tough decisions where could a guy could Rizzo have been the guy they just kept around and and bridged to the next um, core of players, a group of players, along with like Kyle Hendricks and Hap and some of those other guys. Like he could have been, but the guys that were free agents at the end of the year, Jed decided to hit the reset button. Not, and this is something that he said too. Like I didn't want to go like halfway in. Like he, he if, if he was going to do it, he had to do it. Right. Right. So you can't the, piddle. You can't go. Yeah. Like if you can't go half half foot in or it, one foot in, one foot so out. It's so tough to like kind of try to walk that line where you're like, okay, we're just gonna. It, it's tough. It, so when I'm comparing it to the sock situation, it's like, yeah, like Dylan Cease would be a, a really good starting pitcher to have and keep around, especially for the next two years. But 
you know, they're in the same place or a similar place to the Cubs where like the farm system wasn't great. They're, they're, you know, falling out of this window that they thought they had and whatever. Do you hit the reset button completely or do you try to do some quick fixes? I, like yeah. th- that's the question they got to ask themselves. Chris Getz has to ask himself that. Is like, is he going to do what Jed did and make the hard decisions that, you know what, the fan base is not going to like, mm-hmm. but that can potentially help you better in the future versus trying to quick fix things and, and get back to contention. Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Sox can do what the Cubs have done so far. And, like, the Cubs aren't there yet, right? Like, they're still trying to get their way back to the playoffs. They have not. At the moment, what Jed did has not worked out because they've not gotten back to the playoffs. Right. But it, it looks like they're on that way. Can the Sox do the same thing? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's obviously up for debate, too, if, they, that's what, if that's the route they decide to go. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I compare it to what the Cubs do is, like, they were in a similar position three years, two, yeah, two and a half years ago, made the hard decisions, and, right. you know. I, I, again, I only bring it up because, obviously, Cease being part of all these trade rumors, it's not even just to the Cardinals. The, the, the Dodgers, people keep bringing up the Dodgers, the Braves. He's from Georgia. Um, personally, would I rather Dylan Cease be on the Cardinals rather than the Braves or the Dodgers? <sighs> I guess. Like, it, it's, sure? it sucks in all three scenarios because the Dodgers are the Dodgers and the Braves are the Braves. The Cardinals, like, I don't know. He's If they trade for him, he's going to have to throw it at Wilson Contreras. I I don't know. Like, <laughs> I I think all three scenarios suck. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and there's this little part of me that, you know, maybe hopes that the White Sox continue to just be what the White Sox are and they keep them. But I doubt that happens. We'll see how things play out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, there was a question in the chat, uh, Sarah, um, from Ryan Wilson. There it is. Um, not, yeah, what do you me. think Different about Ryan. bringing... Great name, though. <laughs> good, big, big of you to say, Ryan. Credit uh, to me. <laughs> what do you think about bringing back Isaac per- Paredes, Paredes to yeah. play third base as part of a glass now trade would would we be willing to give up morell and wasneski slash thompson for that all i'm saying all i'll say to that is i ain't giving up morell for one year of of tyler glass now mm-hmm. personally um i've i mean i've said this all off season i'm tra- I'll, I'll trade chris for morell if you're getting a superstar caliber player like a juan soto um and that's really about it um, or if you're getting like a, if the Cubs want to get get part of the Dylan Cease trade talk, yeah. <laughs> which would be uh, absolutely wild, uh, you know, two years of Dylan Cease for Chris Morrell, yeah, I would consider doing that. That would change their rotation yeah. immensely. That um, is uh, that is interesting. The like, it's an interesting scenario, trade. I, right? I, I think Wesneski well, and Thompson is a good starting point for yeah. for Glass now, but I'm 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 not trading Morrell for well. So for well, 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 if you said Glass now and. Isaac Paredes, like, you know, Paredes was someone that the Cubs traded, obviously, True. a long time ago. Um, Fair enough. So someone, I, it's a different organization now, pe- mm. different people in charge, whatever. But he was a <clears throat> 4.3 war player last year at age 24. He's either ba- yeah, barely arbitration eligible, so that's another three more years of control over him. Like, that's an interesting kind of scenario, and I can't say, like, just – Without looking more into the numbers, like yes or no, mm-hmm. but like, Tyler Glasnow is obviously the big name in that trade. Isaac Paredes had a really good year, and like his four seasons in the big leagues, he's just gone up and up and up. He was a negative WAR player 
In 2020, a little slightly less negative war player. In 2021, this is Fangrass, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, then 2022, 2.4 F war player. And then 2023, obviously, like I said, 4.3. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Gary saying Prede is bad at ball speed is bad. I, I have not looked into his numbers enough to say like whether this would be a good trade or not. Yeah. But it is interesting to see another guy who had a really good season last year with some more control. Obviously, Glasnow is a, a one-year guy. But yeah, be, I guess I didn't take into account about Paredes. Yeah, I, I'm not again. I'm not saying it's the trade I'd do right now. It's just like I, it's interesting and something that I would like. I don't know why the Rays would want to move him yeah. unless they really just want to get rid of Glass now because they don't want to pay him yeah, that I, 25 million. I don't know, but like you that, know. if that's something that, if that's a rumor that eventually comes, mm-hmm. like I'd be very intrigued because yeah. he's an intriguing player. The I'd pros have, again, about him, you know, 18.2 percent K rate last year. Obviously, we talk lot. about Morel being you know striking out 30 percent of the time, more than 30 percent of the time actually. Yeah, 31 home 31 runs. bombs in 571 mm-hmm. play appearances. I was basically like his first full year. Um, okay. You know, 143 games, so for the most part, he's healthy. 250 batting average, 352 yeah. on base, slugged 488, 137 weighted runs created plus. He had a 362 weighted on base average, but 314 yeah. expected weighted on base average, so there probably was yeah. a little bit of luck in his game. But, sure. you know, it's baseball, so luck happens. <laughs> luck um, is baseball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. that Again, yeah. I'm saying I don't say – I'm not saying it's not a trade they should do. I'm not saying it is a trade they should do. I'm intrigued. It's a little though. bit more intriguing. I'm intrigued yeah. though because obviously we know Glasnow and Paredes obviously is coming off a good year. Is very young with some control left. Sure. I'm, I'm and he's twenty. He's gonna be twenty five next year. I would definitely so. like to take more of a look into that and see what. Yeah. See what it is. I guess again, it would be a way for them. They would give up that piece in order for the Cubs to take take on the money for glass now also had two also he's yeah two defensive run save at third base last year okay coming off five defensive run save and that was a good question ryan i don't know i yeah great question ryan i don't yeah only ryan's saying good questions ryan's no ryan's no ball (laughs) we have a super chat from uh town real estate uh, if I guess if you need some real estate, let him know. Uh, he says, "Howdy, love you all. I appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate man. the super $2, chat. $2. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. Um, shall we do some ads before we continue talking about the rest of this? Let's do some ads. Uh, tell everyone about how incredible the Midtown Athletic Club was because me and Ryan got to go yesterday for to do some content and it was incredible. We were at Midtown Athletic Club yesterday. Um, they they were amazing. The, the people at <laughs> were kind of working with us were amazing the, the club is awesome like i didn't i didn't never been in there before so i didn't know exactly what to expect me neither it and was I, incredible they blew me away it was incredible like tennis courts basketball courts pickleball two like yeah two separate um levels of of weights and like mm. a boxing room with like a small ring like it was it was incredible like sauna steam mm. rooms all that stuff. you can like, get married there on the roof yeah, yeah, that's what they're talking about, right? Like a yeah. little lounge area that they've had weddings. Like it was, <laughs> it it blew me away. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. It blew me away. Midtown Athletic Club was awesome. But uh, to tell you a little bit more about Midtown, Midtown's got four Chicagoland locations Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and then where we were yesterday, Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Uh, Midtown Palatine actually just launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. 
there's something at the club for everyone. If you're single, like me, if you have a family with kids, like some of our other friends that work here, uh, if you're someone looking to uh, make lifestyle changes, or you're looking for holistic wellness, you're someone that just wants to play a lot of basketball. Like me and Ryan. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Got something for everyone. Um, yeah, in Midtown, Chicago, arguably probably the nicest fitness club I've ever been in. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> as far as like, all the amenities and all the different things, like I've never seen anything like it. It was awesome. Um, some of the cool club features they got, super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week included in the membership, and they're not gym quality spaces. The spaces are boutique quality. And that was another thing, like finding out the classes were included with the membership. Yeah. That's that's huge, too. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that at other gyms I, like, Oh, I don't want to pay for all these extra classes and all that stuff. And also, like in their their studio where they do all those classes, it's not a bunch of mirrors where you see yourself. Because like I don't know about you guys, but like whenever I do one of those classes, yeah. I don't want to see myself <laughs> like do all these like fitness moves and mm-hmm. stuff because you know some of us have anxiety, yeah. bro. Like yeah. I'm I'm here to openly talk about and, that. And it's a focus on the instructor versus yeah. yourself, right? I, so I mean, they don't have the cool. mirrors like that where you're looking at your where you see yourself all the time. Yeah, which I, is, so that's I think another, is a great thing. Another cool aspect of Midtown. Uh, so yeah, they got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor slash outdoor tennis, pickleball, and pedal paddle tennis courts. Um, it's USTA professional quality all the way. So Mark Harmon. He, he looked, he was watching like he was tennis and pick, he was <laughs> in heaven. He was entranced by the tennis courts. Um, so head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. And you're all, you know, to get there, you're going to need a car, right? And today is like one of the last mm-hmm. days for this great deal that's happening over at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake. If you are in the market for a new vehicle, then we have some great news for you. For you, At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Black Friday sales event at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, 0% financing is now available on select new models all month long. That's not all. Just for listening, you can get a free oil change oil change. When you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com serving the community since 1963. All right, we got 43 likes. How many people watching, Sarah? Okay. Can can y'all make that make sense? Get those numbers up. Come on, bro. Get those numbers up. We're here with you on a Thursday. We're we're trying to manifest Otani being signed already by the Chicago Cubs. We're answering your questions. We're we're reading your comments as much as we can. At least hit the like button for us. Uh, Hit the like button because we're going to be at the winter meetings next week in Nashville. Can't wait. I'm ready to try some of that hot chicken, by the way, when we get to Nashville. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, a little barbecue. Of, yeah, I, I'm. I'm a big food guy. Got to try the foods and because I've never actually hung out in in Nashville. 
So I'm, Asheville's a great place. Yeah, that's oh. what they say. I mean, I'm not going there for a bachelorette party, but you know, we got we got real work to do. Um, so let's see the uh, how we originally were going to do the show was just kind of talk about the division and how mm-hmm. they like, um, you know, how they've done, how they've improved their roster. Most yeah. teams in the division so far. Um, so, you know, we, we talked about the Cardinals a little bit. The Reds added Nick Martinez uh, and Pagan yesterday. They added Martinez today. The Brewers, uh, I've seen some people mentioning uh, in the chat about, how is his name pronounced? Churio? Chorio? Yeah, something like that. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. Uh, he's going to, apparently, according to John Heyman, yeah. he's going to get the largest pre-debut deal ever, even bigger than uh, Luis Roberts' deal that the White Sox gave him. Um, eight years projected eight years 80 million um, so outside of the Pirates and and unfortunately the Cubs at this point every team in the Central is kind of spending some money so um, bringing it back around here what is one move yeah. that you would like to see the Cubs make by the end of the winter meetings and let's not count Shohei Otani because obviously yeah Shohei Otani is, like Sho- number, Shohei one. is number one on this yeah. list so who is one person whether it's a trade or a free agent signing who is one person that you would like to see uh the Cubs go after before the end of the winter meetings would let us know in the chat we'll try and read some Ryan take it away who's the one guy I mean without like not to rehash the whole thing, but like Tyler Glass now is probably <laughs> like one move I think yeah. would be great. Like it's, it just goes back to what he bring, what he would bring to the rotation at full health. And like I, I mean, we've seen the chat, the the whole like not everyone in the chat is is happy about that or, or wants that, but I think just what he brings to, what he would bring to the rotation in terms of, you know, swing and miss, mm-hmm. you know, like just just diff, a, a difference from what the rest of the rotation has, um, and at full health. He's he's a really really good pitcher, and I understand he, he there, there's probably a likelihood that he gets injured at some point this year, right? But the Cubs have very good depth. I think they have very good starting pitcher depth with Ben Brown who's still waiting in the wings. Kate Horton mm-hmm. should eventually make his debut, as you know, um, Greg Huss told us last last week that he should make his debut at some point this season. So there's depth on this roster in the system. To I I would I would think be able to fill in if Glasnow were to get hurt, but they don't have the, um, they, they don't have the top, the, the top, top guys like that, like with Justin Steele, obviously. Um, but when you look at the top of the rotation, I just don't, I don't think they're str- as strong as they could be. I think a healthy Tyler Glasnow would, would definitely add to that top, that rotation, make it stronger. And again, like they have the depth. If he were to get hurt again, mm-hmm. they, I think they could just withstand it. If it's like, if you were to get hurt again, I think they have the depth to withstand it while he's out and and keep this kind of train rolling. Yeah. I think for me that's that that's a need, obviously, and this, and Tyler Glasnow is a way to address it without having to give up a ton of long term money, like give up your long term financial flexibility or a ton of you know prospect depth. I think that's a move that makes a lot of sense for the Cubs. <laughs> Uh, the chat is all over the place. A lot of people saying Reese Hoskins. See Godfather. So he's he's dreaming. He wants uh, to get Schwarber back. Um, <laughs> I've seen uh, uh, Yamamoto. If you want me to go big and not say Shohei Otani, then Yamamoto is number two on my list. 
25 year old starting pitcher. Sure. Uh, you know, the only thing about Yamamoto that like, I guess can somewhat scare anyone is just the fact that he played in Japan. And so he has no experience at, in this league. And we saw how much of a, you know, transition it was for say Suzuki, mm-hmm. who I believe at this point was one of the highest paid Japanese players to ever come to America. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, Ryan. I believe that that is true. And we've seen the ups and downs of say Suzuki. And so it, it is a risk when it comes to bringing these guys over from mm-hmm. Japan, but that's like the only thing that I have. Like he's 25 years old and is projected to be an yeah. ace type caliber starting pitcher. I, 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 that would be, he would be number two for me. If, if, if I can't say Otani, then yeah. I, I want Yamamoto. I, I want all of Japan watching the Chicago cups. That, that is what I want. See that that's fair. I, the reason I didn't kind of include Yamamoto in that and some of the other um, players coming out of Japan, like for Yamamoto, it just, because if we're keeping it as like by the end of the winter meetings, it doesn't feel like he's going to be signing by the end of the winter meetings. If, like just because his, his, um, he has like you know, a window just opened. Right? I think he'd still have till like January 4th or something to sign okay. um, for his posting window. So like, yes, that would be obviously right behind Otani probably as far as like priorities. But if we're keeping it as like what a realistic thing, that yeah, a realistic happen. thing. What do the Cubs need to do before mm-hmm. the end of the winter meetings, which is a week from now? I think Yamamoto. I don't. I still. I from everything we've read, it doesn't feel like Yamamoto is gonna be signed that quickly. So, yeah. what's more realistic, going out and, and trading for a guy like Lazen? I think. Makes I some do. Sense. I do think that Reese Hoskins is a realistic thing that could happen at the we, at the winter meetings. And I sure. there is a tweet I sent out like three weeks ago saying that like if they sign Reese Hoskins, then I'm gonna be a little bit down on the the off season. If you know if, at, based off what is on the roster right now, obviously I I think they're still gonna go make some major moves. But I guess for me, if they sign Reese Hoskins what brings me down is that I think then they're fully out on Bellinger and mm-hmm. I want to have some hope about Bellinger still being on this team somehow, some way in, in, in all possibilities until I can't know more. Um, so yes, I'm being a little selfish there, but it's not that I think Reese Hoskins is a, would be a bad idea or anything like that. Um, it would be just like in some ways it'd be just like Bellinger too, just because he didn't play at all last year because of the ACL injury, mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's when a, healthy, he was a, he was a very, 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 uh, good hitter. The defense at first base wasn't very good, but uh, that's why I'm like, okay, if they sign Hoskins, maybe Bellinger perhaps could still be an option just because his defense wasn't good. Maybe he's the DH. I don't know. Maybe you just need more better players. I, 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 I don't, I don't know what the direction is with Hoskins. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like iffy on it in terms of like, I just don't know what the Cubs are going to do. But well, like it's kind of like what I said yesterday. There's so many, they're just like names have popped up on the the rumor mill for so many different mm-hmm. names, and like I said yesterday, they're not going to get them all. Yeah. So like how the, how that all evolves, and that's also like the needle that Jed has to thread, right? Like mm-hmm. like you said, if he goes out and gets Reese Hoskins, is he going to be able to go and get Cody Bellinger still, or is he you know they get Otani or whoever, and but they want to they have to wait on Bellinger and want to resign him, but then you lose out on Hoskins. Like there's, yeah. there's the evolution of how this whole free agency is going to go for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it's going to like, 
I can't predict. No one can predict exactly how how this free agency is going to turn out. Like we're talking about Otani, I think the Dodgers are still the favorite for him, right? Like, I don't think the Cubs are the favorite for Otani, um, mm. outside of what some tweets may have said in the, in recent days. But um, yeah, it's it's very interesting how that all is going to shake out. Yeah. Um, but with Hoskins specifically, as you're mentioning, he, it does feel like a Cody Bellinger situation in a mm-hmm. pillow contract, prove it deal, hit free agency again next year, which for the Cubs may not be the worst thing right. to do. Yeah, and I, obviously it all is it, – it, you, you can't judge the signing. Say it's the first move they make at the winter meetings. It still isn't going to tell you whether the team is going to be better or not next year. You know what I mean? Obvi- you have to wait and, for everything else to play out. But it does sound like it. It sounds like a realistic thing that could happen at the winter meetings. So, yeah. I, I, it doesn't take long for me to buy in on certain things that I'm down on, as as I think a lot of people in this chat and even you, Ryan, have learned. <laughs> so, uh, what other people in the what else are other people in the chat saying who they want? Sarah, Seen can we that. scroll up a little bit? I saw a couple Rizzos, which yeah, I already made my. My thoughts and opinions on that one. Barb uh, wants Kimbrel back. Oh my lot God. of belly. Can we stop with belly. Kimbrel, man? <laughs> make it make sense to me about Kimbrel. I, I'm not. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Uh, uh, we've uh, seen Stevenson, Imanaga. I'm like, yeah, it, those it makes is, sense. I like that. And those are obviously a little. Those are obviously going to be cheaper than someone like Shohei Otani or yeah. even Cody Bellinger. Um, no, there's there are a lot of. I've seen Soto in here. There are a lot of um, yeah. Soto would be a massive move, but like, there's a, a huge Obviously. range in our chat of what people want to see and what people expect to see, which I think mm-hmm. tells you how open this mm-hmm. free agency is uh, in terms of like what the Cubs can and will do. Yeah. Like, there are so many different avenues they could go. I think depending on obviously who they're able to get, but there's so many different avenues that they will likely go down to to fill out this roster and to improve it or at least try. Um, yeah, that's that's what's fascinating to me, and that's what I always love about like yeah. free agency and stuff like that. It's just seeing some Alex Bregman in here yeah, too. Kind of mentioned it yesterday about how you know he's kind of out there in trade rumors just because he has one year left with the Astros, and the Astros didn't pay Correa to stay there. Will they do that for Bregman? Who knows? Uh, mm. I feel like a lot harder to replace third base uh, as we here have learned over the last handful of years uh, but at this point I you know the Astros they haven't shown that they want to like they're, they're really good at developing players but uh, I, I don't know I, I don't know what they think about Bregman but again one year left they didn't pay Correa it's not like there's some major market team and you know they but they still somehow have made it to seven straight ALCS so it'll so be interesting to see. It's a properly it run out. organization. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to continue to bring up the cheating thing, like that's if that's your prerogative, go ahead. But they've they keep making it. They keep <laughs> making it to the ALCS and World Series even years after that happens. So yeah. like, they clearly know mm-hmm. what they're doing. If they decide to trade Bregman, it's probably because they have someone that's ready to take his place. Right. Um, and then they still have Kyle Tucker yeah. and Jordan Alvarez too. What's so. uh What's Bregman's contract situation looking like? You got, again, two he has more years. One, one more year left after this next season. Or is, that, is he a free agent? I think he's after? a free agent next year, like in twenty twenty five. Um, you're uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he would be a free agent next year. He is uh, making a lot of money this year. <laughs> yeah, twenty eight million. Yeah, or t- it's twenty million for the luxury tax purposes, but uh, which is like. I think if they're going to go a third base route, it's I, third base feels a little more like let's find a long term solution. 
to me. And like if I don't think Bregman is their long term solution at their no. base. He's thirty years old. They have some guys who could potentially fill in over there in the future. Matt Shaw is a name that gets thrown around a lot, which is fair. We we'd still have to see, obviously, if he could handle that third base at the big league level for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Bregman is would it would be a one year rental. Who knows if they're able to resign him and yeah, it, third base just feels a little bit more like a, we have some options here for this season. Would Bregman probably be an upgrade? I would absolutely, yeah, definitely. They have some options that they could go with, and third base just feels more like a let's find our third baseman, our long term third baseman position for me. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I I don't think the Cubs are going to be part of the Bregman talk, but it it's fun to dream about, no doubt. And again, like no one thought they were going to hire Craig Council, so. You know, things can change very quickly, right? Um, okay. Well, all I know is that something better happen at the winter meetings because mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've we've been sitting here for a month speculating, talking about all these random dudes, and like it. The last off season, I think we, me and you and Luke went into last last off season, kind of putting this. I guess you could call it pressure on Jed Hoyer to like prove that, Hey, you can do this job, you know, cause sure. He made some nice trades mm-hmm. for all like the, the old core and like the farm system looked like it was, you know, on the way to being very healthy, which it is as a top yeah. five farm, farm system now. Um, and we were like, okay, can you go make the, the big the big move? Can you sign the shortstop because this team needs a shortstop? And he signed Swanson. And whether you like that deal or not, he was the most valuable shortstop. I like of that the, deal. Of the, <laughs> thank you, Sarah. He was the most, Swanson was the most valuable shortstop mm-hmm. of the four that signed last year. So uh, that, looks, that looks like a great move. Um, and, you know, obviously they made the deal for Bellinger. Tyone, you're, we're optimistic about him in 2024, uh, considering how he ended the season. Did it go as well as you had hoped? No. But, again, they haven't made, outside of Swanson, they haven't made a big, big move. Now this, like, if, if Jed and Carter can get the guy, get whoever it is, Otani, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, uh, you know, that's obviously going to be over a $200 million contract, something that the Chicago Cubs have never done before. This It would be an eye-opening move to actually see it play out. And if it happens at the winter meetings, it's going to be a winter meetings that I feel like we are all going to remember for the rest of our lives. We'll yeah. be ta- Especially if a World Series comes, whether it's next year, the year after, year after mm-hmm. that, whatever. Whenever this – during this next winning window, like it's going to be – something that we we talk about for years to come did you just predict world series next year or the year after well you know <laughs> if we sign otani we sign yamamoto what well, i don't know i'm just saying <laughs> that like i i'm i've been saying it all off season this team needs to act like a big market team yeah, bro no because they have the the farm system they have nice young core nucleus whatever you want to call it like we're, i'm i like i said i'm expecting big big winter big 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 yeah. Which I don't think is a wrong expectation to have. I mean, they went out. Mm-hmm. They, they they did spend money last year, right? Like they gave, mm-hmm. obviously, um, you know, Tyone a lot of money. They gave Dansby Swanson a lot of money. Like they they, the last couple off seasons, Suzuki and Stroman, the the yeah, so winner probably like they have gone out and spend the money. But like, has it been like any? 
has it been enough to where you go into a, a season and you're like, this team is a real contender? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's like they haven't. Jed himself, as the one running the Cubs, has not gotten them to a point where like, even like he's not come to a point close to what Theo was at. Right. Like he has not gotten them to the. He hasn't. Obviously, they haven't gotten to the playoffs. Um, they have definitely not gone to an LCS or won a World Series. Like that. That's. You know, in the Cubs' eyes, hopefully that's still to come. But right now, Jed has not proven he can build a roster that gets to the playoffs. It can get to the NLCS, can get to the World Series. That's still that's still to be seen by Jed. And as you said, like the trades he made in twenty twenty one, like those look like they were the right moves. Right? Yeah. Whether there's Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Javi Baez, Cricket, whoever it was, those look like they were the right moves. Signing Swanson last year. Definitely worked out in year one. Looks like it was the right move versus going after one of the other shortstops. Like the things he has done so far look promising, but promising only gets you so far. Mm-hmm. When do you get to that end point? When do you get back to the NLCS, back to the World Series, even win a World Series? Like that's what Jed has to prove still that he could do because he hasn't yet. And and again, it's not like a knock on him. He's only been running the team for what this is those four seasons now or mm-hmm. three, yeah, whatever whatever it was. Um, he hasn't been running the team for that long, and he had to hit the reset button in the middle of that. So, yeah, it's not a knock on Jed that he hasn't done it yet. It's just that we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. He has to eventually get to that point, and whether that is next season or the season after, whatever it is, like he has, he still has to prove he could put a roster out there that's World Series caliber. Right. That's that's the big that's, test for him now because, yeah. again, as we we I think we all like the moves, and we can agree now in hindsight that the moves he's made were the right moves for the most part. Um, Outside of these, like, just one year veteran my, moves. Marginal signings. Yeah. But, like, those, the big moves he made look like the correct moves. Yes. But when does that, when do you start making the moves that get you to real content, contention status? That's mm-hmm. what he still has to do. Joey asks, so is it safe to say if the Cubs are willing to spend that money on Otani and we don't land him, will they spend that money on others? Yes. That's what I believe. If... And again, it, the Dodgers are still huge favorites, according to all the reports and everything that 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 he that they're going to land Otani. If they don't land Otani, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a failure of an offseason because I, you know, two months ago I would have told you that it's a dream, mm-hmm. you know, just be, just based off the reports of the last month to just see the Cubs are, you know, top two, top three favorite for Otani, has me hopeful, and that was something that I didn't want to have, and so. Will I be sad? Yes, I will be sad. But I that's that doesn't that doesn't mean I don't think the Cubs still can't have a good offseason. Yeah, no, and, so. and I I don't think yeah I don't think they have to put all their eggs in the Otani basket. Right? They, they, this is the reason why not signing a bunch of long term deals like like having again um, just organizational health as far as prospect capital yep. and having long term financial flexibility. That's why it all matters because you're not. Otani or bust this offseason. You've absolutely still have the ability to put together a really good offseason and a really good roster, even if you don't get Otani. And yeah. at, to be honest, like it may be even easier to do that if you don't get Otani, but we know Otani is obviously a, a major play. He's obviously the, the biggest free agent that's ever mm-hmm. became a free agent. Um, but the reason they reset you know the the time under the luxury tax the reason they didn't want to go over the luxury tax this season the reason they wanted to keep the financial flexibility and rebuild the farm is so they have all these different avenues to go after it to go out and and 
trade for players or sign players or whatever they have to do to improve this roster. And that's something that, you know, I think Craig Council and Jed both talked about at Craig's um, introductory press conferences. Like, you still have to make the right moves, but you have different ways of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Was it, like, multiple ways to skin the cat is what they're <laughs> the the – thing was the phrase uh but they do they have they could they have the prospects that they could trade if they've needed they have the money to give out now and in the long term so yeah so tani would be a major signing for this team and and a really clear like this team is intent on winning because they just gave chohei otani x amount of dollars which is like the biggest signing ever right they could do that Mm-hmm. But if they don't get him, that doesn't mean they're not going to do anything else. Like, they mm-hmm. absolutely have the power, the resources to go out and still have a really good offseason. Yeah. Uh, fake Carter Hawkins, I believe. Or maybe it is a real <laughs> Carter Hawkins. He's always here. He asked, did we give up on Alonzo or are we sure the Mets aren't dealing him? I thought reports were he wanted to be in Chicago. I've Based off what uh, David Stearns has said, he says that they believe – Alonzo will be on their team next year. I, that's, Which, it's kind of like going to say anything else. Right. And it's like the same thing the Padres are saying about Juan Soto and how they believe he's going to be on the roster, right? Like they're not going to say that publicly. I, I don't necessarily know. But based off some of the moves I've seen the Mets make, I feel like they're going to try and right the ship and, you know, be a competitive team next year. Which it's not that I thought they were going to go full rebuild or anything like that. But I right now I'm leaning that they're going to keep Alonzo. Uh, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I think Alonzo's just kind of fallen a little off the radar because there hasn't been a whole lot of discussion yeah. about him. Right. Um, so not not that he's not a realistic target or anything anymore. It's just I think mm-hmm. similar to what we've talked about with like Bellinger and some other guys, it's like if Otani's the number one priority for the Cubs, it would make sense for their focus to be on him versus others. And that that's just kind of how I look. Like It makes sense mm-hmm. that the Cubs and – the rumors aren't hot on Cubs and Alonzo or whatever because their focus is on Otani. Like, right. That's that's and that's how I guess it should be if that's their number one guy. Right. Um, you know what's what my focus is on? What's your focus all on the here? time when I'm not here at the studio? It's Hero Bread, right? Hero Bread. Hero Bread, baby. Hero Bread's great. We talked about it. I, I talked about it yesterday. I was looking up uh, the Hero Classic White Bread. <laughs> like, if you're looking for a for like an alternative to the regular bread you go and get at the grocery store. Like, this this sounds great. Listen to some of these nutrition facts. Zero grams of net carbs, um, zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of fiber, five grams of protein, 45. Like depending on what, you're, what you want in your food and your just life, your, your, your <laughs> lifestyle, like Hero Bread's a, uh, it's obviously a great route to go in. I mean, like, look at this look video at. Look, that look, Sarah's yeah. showing us. If you're not Hero on the bread. YouTube right now, you should go and check out this video or just go over to hero.co, which I'll, I'm I'll, so hungry I'll, too. Yeah. It's not it even. Looks it's like I haven't ate lunch and it's like, man, I'm, I'm going to go get some hero bread yeah. after this. Um, so yeah, so hero breads founder, Cole glass baked a hundred muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fit his allergy constraints. And that's what pushed him to start hero bread. Um, you know, some of the highlights of hero bread, you think about their taste and their texture. The bread is soft, fluffy, um, delicious, tasty, flavorful, like all the adjectives you want to use for it. Um, that describes Hero Bread. It's high in fiber, ultra low net carbs, zero grams of sugar per slice. Um, Hero makes sliced breads, buns, and tortillas that are available on Hero.co and on Amazon. It's got fewer calories than the leading national brand and five to ten grams of protein per serving. 
So right now, Hero Bread is offering the CHGO fam 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use our code CHGO to save Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today with code CHGO. Go and do it. Absolutely. Uh, and you get your Hero Bread, and then you can put it in your varsity cooler with the rest of like your tailgating needs. Uh, or anything else, honestly, because you can use it for more than just a cooler, right? If you need the perfect bag for game day, Varsity Coolers will have you set game day and beyond with the best portable cooler and weekender duffel bag around. Uh, They got a unique design. Uh, we have a Bears-related one around this office somewhere. I see Bragg's carrying it around all the I time. I see Sarah. Uh, Sarah's there, getting she, it right now. There. Is she just going to, like, sit it right here? Oh, I mean, look okay. at this thing. This is a bears oh, right. We need a Cubs-related one, too, yeah, right? That's beautiful. Look at this, right? Um, it doubles as a cooler. Uh, it's waterproof and double insulated. And, uh, again, it looks like a travel duffel. I mean, I might take this and use this when we travel to Nashville for winter meetings. Uh you know, it fits in a golf cart or as carry-on luggage. Uh, it's a perfect Christmas or Hanukkah or a holiday gift, whatever you're celebrating. 21 different teams represented, so they're perfect for any football fan in your life. Uh, built to show up in style to a party or repping around town. It's a, you can also use it as a gym bag. Uh, basically, you can just use it for anything, guys. Literally anything. So head on over to varsitycoolers.us and use code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order. Order. Can't put talk. fake noons in your bag. Ordle. Do you, get that? Do you get that joke? I, I, I heard him say ordle and I was laughing. Uh, I, I was agree. saying yeah. you could put your fake noons in your gym bag. Oh, there you go. You don't know where that's from? No. No. Mm. All my, all my. Is this another Gen Z thing? Yeah. All my iCarly oh. fans out there. Wait, iCarly? All my iCarly fans oh, out my. there know. I did watch iCarly. So, I just don't remember I did the watch iCarly too. I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the I, Fig Newtons. Anyway. I kind of remember them. Uh, I, I asked the Gen <laughs> Z thing because we were, when we were at Midtown Athletic Club last night, me and oh Ryan, we, we, so they, so this, this is how great Midtown Athletic was. They, they like fed us. They, they gave us dinner, right? We were sitting at this long table and Emma, our social media like coordinator, she was saying all these weird Gen Z, Gen Z words. Like, like, like apparently lit is like legit by, for lit. For, lit for isn't Gen Z. lit anymore. Yeah. You know it's not just means. like it's okay. lit. Like I, I don't understand the world anymore, guys. Cody core. Oh, what, is, yeah. what does that mean? Cody core? Yeah. You got to work on the res. I've never. <laughs> you yeah, got to work on the res. Like, what? Usually, she was saying, like, Cubs is Cody core. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Not even grammatical. I don't understand. Oh, okay. I don't understand. Um, you know what I do understand, though? It's that Ron Coomer is a finalist for the Illinois National Sports yeah. Media Awards. Uh, former Cub and all-star Ron Coomer. And I wanted to bring that up before we end the show because... Uh, he just make. I mean, we sit here and talk about Pat Hughes a lot, but Ron Coomer makes the makes the radio broadcast mm-hmm. just as good as well. Um, yeah, I mean, so congrats to him for being a finalist. I, you know, I'm looking forward to see who wins. I'm looking to find the rest of that list. That I don't. There's a lot of great names on there. A lot, a handful of names, a handful of names that I've been in this in this studio and I've had the pleasure of meeting. So, um, Unfortunately, Ron Coomer is not one of them. However, I did run into Ron Coomer at Murphy's last year. And what I mean by ran into him, I saw him at Murphy's, and he was headed up to the rooftop. Um, But I do not have the pleasure of actually meeting him. But I hope to one day. Yeah, I I mean, we talk about, like, listening to the Cubs on the radio. Pat Hughes, like, for my entire life has Mm -hmm. been um, that. 
uh, the, the play-by-play guy. And, you know, growing up, Ron Sano was there and um, didn't know how that, like, how to replace like, Ron, like, Ron Sano. Like, how, like, how, I guess no one really knew, like, how do you replace Ron Sano, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Coombs done, like, he's, he's, he's great. He's great on the radio, great working with Pat Hughes. Um, you know, hearing him call him partner and stuff like that is always just kind of uh, <laughs> nice to hear. But, like, yeah, Ron Coomer, great. You know, getting to interact with him myself at, like, Wrigley Field sometimes. Um, always a nice guy, always up for a chat. And, um, you know, he – like, Pat Hughes, he's a Hall of Famer, right? We know mm-hmm. that. But, like, to see Coom get some recognition for the great things he does, calling Cubs games and, and everything else, like, that – that is really good to see for him because he is he does do a great job. Like it's not just like a feel good thing. Like he does a really good job. Yeah. Working with Pat or working with Zach whenever Zach hops on. Like Ron Coomer is a great voice of the Cubs. And so to have him around is actually a good thing. And again, to see him get recognition for that is a great thing. Absolutely. And it's just it's always good to see like, you know, we can sit here and complain about the roster and lack of spending over the years whatever but the one thing the cubs have always just been really good at is they make they the broadcasts whether Mm -hmm. it's on tv or on radio it's always been top notch um in my opinion at least and uh you know ron coomer makes the radio broadcasts just as good if well definitely not better because pat hughes is the goat but it's he's right up there with Pat Hughes. They 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 both work well together. So again, congrats to him for being a finalist, and uh, I hope I hope he gets rewarded with some recognition. So uh, before we get out of here, we got one more ad to tell you about. Foco guys, we got these uh, bobbleheads on here. Two of them were from Where's Wrigley the Field, the but we have the Clark the Cub one behind us. Clark is right behind. Uh, right it's behind uh, uh, Ryan. Yeah, we got a Hayden Wisniewski one. We always mention doing this off. <laughs> Right there. Right uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, there you spark. go. Uh, <laughs> you can get all the different bobbleheads and, and a lot more at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Uh, I know it's football season, but in my head, it's always baseball season if you just really focus on focus on it because the off season just means just as much as the regular season. Um, Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Listen, Cubs Con's coming up, all right, in January. Uh, all I know is Foco has those overalls. My guy, my guy, Mike Dubs has a pair of those, uh, Foco overalls. And all I've been thinking about since I saw him post that TikTok is that I need to see him at the, at CubsCon in the Foco overalls. Uh, and we both can wear the Foco Cubs overalls that Sarah's showing on the screen right now. These things are absolutely incredible. I need, I need them like I need air to breathe. Um, they also, again, like our set decorations that we've mentioned, uh, they've donated a few awesome pieces for our set. So go show them some love. Check out foco.com or the link in the description below for all non presale items. Use promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. I just used our foco. <clears throat> sorry, I just used our foco uh, code as well to buy a Michigan State Santa gift thingy for my brother so oh, nice. i'm just saying well hopefully your brother doesn't Foco. hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast and he won't hear that 
No, but I'm just saying you can buy, you can, you have a whole variety of teams you could choose from. (laughs) It could have been like Ryan last year where he said, he openly said that he bought his entire family Shady Rays. This is is the one time he tunes in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure Ryan's dad like listens all the time. Yeah, my whole family. My my, my parents were listening to it in the car with my aunt (laughs) who then went and told her kids. So I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Big family road trip with uh, CHO Cubs. It's like my entire family now knows that I bought them CHO swag for Christmas because I said- But they don't know which ones. Well, that's true. Yeah, But they do know that they basically getting all CHO swag. So, Um, okay. That's the show. We're actually five minutes over. Sorry, once again. Um, Hit the like button on your way out. I appreciate y'all. Again, we're going to be in Nashville next week. Like, we'll be live at, from a hotel in Nashville for the winter meetings. Really exciting stuff. I'm excited to get there. I've never been. Ryan, you were at the one last mm-hmm. year. So, uh, you know, you'll be used to what we're going to be around. Um, but, yeah, we'll be, we will be there next week. And, uh, man, if, if there is something that happens this weekend or, hell, if Tyler Glass now is traded to the Cubs within, in the next – five hours we'll be doing an emergency podcast so live so uh stay tuned uh hit that subscribe button if you're new here you just came up upon the show today hit the subscribe button uh we have great chicago sports content here not just cubs um and yeah we uh if if nothing happens we'll definitely see you on monday i don't know what time but we will see you on monday yeah we'll definitely (laughs) give you an update asap as possible yeah on the uh on our time for next week but yeah no very excited for winter meetings like we said like a hot stove like everyone's there teams reporters agents whatever um they're all there so that's where a lot of the hot that's when the stove really really starts to heat up so i'm mm-hmm. like really excited to go down there we're all going to be down there doing shows so right. it'll be very cool it, tentatively and i'm saying this for barb because she's always asking but our schedule says that we will be live at 5 p.m on Monday. That, that makes some sense. And that makes sense because I think we're flying out in the morning. And then so. after kind of the meeting start to right. cool down a little bit. But So again, we'll keep you updated if, if that time changes, but 5 p.m. Monday from the winter meetings in Nashville. Can't wait. Uh, so yeah. We will talk to you whenever. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cups podcast. Fly to W.